Hello and welcome to Sapphic World, the podcast. This is episode 20. The week is the 5th through the 12th of January and I'm your host, D. Perkins. This episode is sponsored by Dyke, a gender fluid fashion forward clothing, accessory and lifestyle brand. Visit them at dressdyke.com to shop their current Love is Love collection. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at dressdyke.com. And members of sapphic.world get discounts on all dressdyke.com purchases. You can become a member of Sapphic World at sapphic.world. That's the web address, sapphic.world. It's free to join. Thank you, Dyke. And remember, you don't have to be a Dyke to dress Dyke. Visit dressdyke.com today. What a week. Yo, diving right into politics as this uh, shit show of an election uh, and its aftermath continues to leave more disaster in its wake from Trump doing all that he can to leave Americans, particularly minorities and LGBTQ folks with less rights as he reluctantly exits the White House in a MAGA style send off like only he can or would. Case in point, post uh, the Capitol riots, Donald Trump's Department of Health and Human Services issued a final rule that would allow the recipients of the federal department's grant money, including adoption and fostering agencies, to discriminate against LGBTQ people and other religions. If you remember, uh, I spoke about this a few episodes ago, but now it's final. Dropping Obama-era rules that banned uh, Department of Health and Human Services grant recipients from discriminating based on sexual orientation, gender identity, and religion. The rule change also removes a requirement that guarant- that grantees, quote, treat as valid the marriages of same-sex couples, end quote. I, I don't know, like, what happens after that. Like, you know, it's like he, he- he's been in there waving a Hidden like a magic wand, like these executive orders and and you know issuing final rules and you know whatnot. That I'm like Biden. I better see that pen. That pen better be fucking working. I mean, you better stroke, G boy. He, I tell you, he better be in there stroking that pen. I want executive orders all day and night. Every day I want to wake up and like I'm about to I'm about to set a, a Google alert. For like Biden executive orders. And that shit better be pinging every morning. I better wake up to like a list of shit every morning. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Because like I, uh, Trump made it seem so easy to just do whatever the fuck he wanted. It's like uh, I, I I just don't understand why this president is able to do so many things. that other presidents are always like, I couldn't get it done. I was trying, but Congress was in the way. You know, how the fuck? Like, anyway... Uh, that's just one of the many things, though, that he's doing. You know, like how how are they gonna how are they how are they allowed to like how how do they how are you not required to have to treat a same sex marriage the same as another any other marriage? It's not up to you. They're married. That's all you need to know. You need to treat it as a marriage. Period. Like, 
and then they get grant money, you're allowed to be discriminatory and getting paid to discriminate? Like, dude, like, so you're going to get part of my money because you're getting paid from taxpayer dollars. So you get taxpayer dollars from the taxpayers that you are allowed to discriminate against? Uh, that's not even, that don't even sound right. That's not like double tax state, something, you know, no representation without taxation. I, I, all right, next. President Donald Trump's administration has whacked some civil rights protection uh, for minorities during his years in office. And uh, they are taking one last whack on their way out the door. The Department of Justice has submitted a proposal to the White House to change the way they enforce Title IV of the Civil Rights Act. The section prohibits recipients of federal funding from discriminating based on race, color, or national origin. It covers housing programs, employers, schools, hospitals, and other organizations and programs. The move could also have an impact on LGBTQ rights. The change would specifically eliminate, quote, disparate impact protections for minorities. This is one of the most important tools in civil rights cases because it doesn't require plaintiffs to prove intent to discriminate instead it covers instances where policies have a a different impact on minority groups right so it's like saying like the law is not applied equally to all people you know um and the law has also been used to determine if educational institutions are punishing students of color or lgbtq students at a different rate than others you know, um, the Supreme Court has previously ruled that religion cannot be used as an excuse for violating civil rights laws, except under very, very narrow circumstances. But the current makeup of our court, of the Supreme Court right now, as it stands, stocked with far right religious extremists by Trump, would likely, you know, use the opportunity to chip away at these protections that are, have been offered by the federal government. And the proposed change, um, I don't, the the proposed change it was it was like quietly submitted by the department last month, right? And bypassed the normal federal rulemaking process that requires the government to publish the change and allow for public comment. Uh, apparently, it was one of like former Attorney General Bill Barr's last acts. How though? How? 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 How are you able to skirt that and now still become like now that we know you bypassed certain federal rules that are needed? then that should like make it null and void, right? Or like what is the loophole that you used? And why are we not why are we not privy to that now at this point? Tell us what why how are you able to get this in, right? So the incoming Biden administration would not be able to automatically repeal the change, but the new attorney general could delay implementation, right? Um any any lawsuits over the change would likely end up before the Supreme Court, which is now controlled by conservatives who have expressed hostility, you know, to civil rights laws this shit is crazy like it's so bizarre to watch everything unfolding at this particular time and uh, you know during his overall you know his term overall uh workplace discrimination protections came under fire he withdrew a, a motion allowing uh, transgender students to use the bathroom of their choosing and banned transgender uh, people from serving in the military, citing their, quote, tremendous medical cost and disruption uh, as justification. Um, 
I don't know tremendous medical costs in terms of like more so than normal in life that they would incur. Are they incurring more because of being in the military? Or do you mean because if they get injured and wouldn't that be any soldier? Like, I I don't know. I, I, he's on the way out. I just keep having to like breathe. He's on the way out. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on. So here's, I guess, like some, some good news, some less Trump-esque news. Um, the House has adopted new rules for 2021 that remove... Uh, gendered language in official settings, um, replacing gender terms like chairman or chairwoman with gender neutral terms like chair. Uh, that should have just been anyway. It's just shorter and I don't know, chairwoman, chairman. Because people say chairman even when they're talking to women, and then like it, just to make people say chairwoman was too much, and just like chairperson, I thought would be fine. And then chair is like just easiest. Anyway, that's just an example, though. Um, so the package of rules uh, passed in a party line vote of uh, 217 to 206 on uh, Monday. Uh, and the changes include seamen, which will become seafarers. Chairman will become chair. Familial relationships like father, daughter, and niece will be replaced with gender-neutral equivalents like parent, child, and siblings, child, uh, some phrases that use he or she will be reworded, like submit his or her resignation, and Rome rule will be changed to resign. So, the, the, it just, and I would just say resign. Uh, in other places, it will uh, be replaced with such member, delegate, or uh, resident commissioner, and the word themselves will replace himself or herself. So, uh, there are currently no members on the U.S. House, uh, members of the U.S. House who use the they, them pronouns. Uh, but the move will make the legislative body more accepting to non-binary people who may, you know, um, be elected in the future. And um, Senator, uh, oops, excuse me, uh, former <laughs> Senator Kelly Loeffler uh, mocked the rules on Twitter. But hey, now we're mocking her. So, yeah. And uh, speaking of Kelly Loeffler, uh, or rather Georgia in general, the Dems win both seats, okay? Boom! Both seats. In the recent runoff, which now means the upper house will be split 50-50, giving President-elect Kamala Harris the deciding vote uh, and the result of a deadlock. Talk about tables turning. I mean, wow. So this gives the Democratic uh, the Democrats control of both houses in the U.S. Congress and uh, the presidency, allowing President-elect Joe Biden to implement a progressive agenda and reverse some of the reactionary uh, policies enacted uh, by Donald Trump. And hopefully he does that, you know, because then they get in there like, well, we want to be bipartisan, and we want to, you know, and I get that, I get that, but you got to undo some of these things that this man has done. And he wouldn't think about nobody, no bipartisanship, nothing. Like, you got to take it back. We don't have time for, like, anyway... I'm going to see how it goes. But listen, look, I I got one prediction, though, with this Biden-Harris stuff. I I don't wish anything ill on any on most people, right? So I personally feel, though, that Joe Biden is uh, uh, very elderly. And I don't know, you know, necessarily like his health. He's not going to portray to us that he's all great, but... Uh, for some reason, I don't think he will make it through a term. I don't know why. And I don't mean this in a negative way. But I feel like we're going to see the first black female 
president of the United States, the first female president who will be a black woman. And I think it's going to be Kamala Harris because I don't think he will make it. And if it's not this term, it's the next term because I bet they run again as a duo. And, um, or it might be her as the president. But I don't even know. I think, no, I seriously, I think that he's, I don't know. That's just my prediction. You heard it here. You heard it here. But, uh, yeah, uh, back to this new gender um, neutral law language rule. Um, so we mentioned a couple of weeks ago how former Representative Tulsi Gabbard, a uh, Democrat of Hawaii, wanted to introduce changes to the nation's Physical Education Act of 1970 or something, right? 1970-something. Um, uh, to explicitly ban trans students from participating in sports on sports teams that are not of their assigned at gender, at birth gender, right? Or uh, something to that effect, right? So anyway, now with the newly adopted house rules being introduced, I'm sure you can guess that Tulsi Gabbard is uh, not standing by idly. Former rep uh, Tulsi Gabbard went on Tucker Carlson's Fox News show to complain about gender neutral language that, uh, that the U.S. House will soon be using. Um, like I just explained in their new, um, the new rules that will go into effect for this year, where they will do things like place, replace chairman with things like chair. Um, and she said, quote, it's the height of hypocrisy for people who claim to be the champions of rights for women to deny the very biological existence of women, end quote. I don't know that I don't know that it's quite doing that. But anyway, but listen to this clip from uh, Tucker Carlson of, uh, um, of Tucker and Gabbard uh, during her recent visits. So bad news for Joe Biden tonight. You may remember that Biden was a big backer of the Violence Against Women Act. Biden told us he was doing this to protect women. But now we learn that it's an act of hostility against women to acknowledge that women exist. It's deep sexism. The word women is itself an offense against women, assuming women is an actual category. We just learned that. Over the weekend, Democrats voted to ban gendered language in House rules. And that means no more terms like father or mother, just in case you're wondering where they stand on the family. That also means terms like women and men are out. That's where they are on biology. And for good measure, brother and sister and first cousin are also banned. On Sunday, Democrats celebrated the move using the handful of words they have left us in the English language. I think that the rules should reflect our values as an institution that is the most inclusive as possible, that reflects the gorgeous mosaic in every possible way of the American people. It's inclusive, and we're going to show you that by excluding entire words, in fact, ancient categories of the human experience from our language. By excluding, we will include. Got that? That's the gorgeous mosaic they described. Of course, that mosaic does not include Nancy Pelosi's own Twitter bio, in which she describes herself as, quote, a mother, grandmother, and dark chocolate connoisseur. <laughs> dark chocolate connoisseur is the only term still allowed. Hard to imagine a weirder set of words strung together than those all in one place. But what's interesting is that Almost everybody now sitting in the House of Representatives is violating these new rules. And no one more flagrantly than a member of Congress and part-time preacher called Emanuel Cleaver. He did it just yesterday when he led the House in prayer. Watch. Peace even in this chamber 
now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. Amen and a woman. So if you thought amen was an ancient affirmation that had nothing at all to do with biological sex, stand corrected. How does this empower women exactly? That's a question that Tulsi Gabbard, who is a former congresswoman of, from Hawaii, a Democrat, has been pondering. She introduced a bill last year to stop biological males from participating in women's sports. That bill is expected to be introduced later this month. And we said former we didn't mean it because until January 20th, she still serves and we're thankful for that. Congressman, thanks for joining us tonight. So how does it you, empower women to ban the acknowledgement that women exist? It, it absolutely does the very opposite of that. And it's the height of hypocrisy for people who claim to be the champions of rights for women to deny the very biological existence of women. And, and this recent uh, rule change that the House just uh, actually voted and passed on today that you were talking about, removing references to, you know, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters from congressional rules and administration, uh, it, it, it's mind-blowing because it shows just how out of touch with reality and, and the struggles of everyday Americans uh, people in Congress are, but also it shows that, you know, their first act as, as this new Congress could have been to make sure that elderly Americans are able to get the COVID vaccine now alongside frontline healthcare workers, elderly Americans who have the highest mortality rates from this virus. But instead of doing something that could actually help save people's lives, they're choosing instead to say, well, you can't say mother or father in any of this congressional language. It, it's, it's astounding. It's confusing, too, because the very people who claim to celebrate diversity, differences, and differences are what make the world interesting and worth living in, in my opinion, are the same ones trying to impose by force this creepy corporate sameness where we're all sort of widgets in a bin waiting for assembly. Like, do they really think there aren't differences between the sexes? Honestly, sincere question. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know how to answer or explain what they think. And, and this is why Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen and I, we introduced my legislation, the Protect Women's Sports Act that you briefly mentioned, uh, out of a recognition that this legislation is actually necessary. When you look at uh, why Title IX was created, it was created out of this recognition that there is a biological distinction between men and women and boys and girls. And it recognized that because of that, there needs to be a level playing field for girls and women to be able to compete and play in yeah. sports. Now, now, the reason why our bill is necessary to strengthen and clarify and uphold Title IX is, is because of the things that you're talking about, because there are people who are trying to undermine the very place by denying my existence, exactly. <laughs> denying the existence of, of biological women. It's, it's, uh, it, it defies common sense. It defies basic yeah. established yeah. science. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. No wonder they called you a Russian spy. It was dangerous having you in the Democratic <laughs> Party. I'm sorry you're leaving. Congressman Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii, it's great to see you tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Tucker. Recently elected, Michelle Rayner is the only lesbian member of the Florida legislature and the first ever black queer woman to have a seat 
and she married her wife, Bianca Goolsby, in 2017, two years after the marriage equality um, was legalized across the U.S. But in Florida, uh, a defunct ban on same-sex marriage still exists in the law. So Florida statute 741.212 reads, Marriages between persons of the same sex entered into any jurisdiction, whether within or outside the state of Florida, the United States, or any other jurisdiction, either domestic or foreign, or any other place or location, or relationships between persons of the same sex which are treated as marriages, are not recognized for any purpose in this state. For purposes of interpreting of interpreting any state statute or rule, the term marriage means only a legal union between one man and one woman as husband and wife, it adds. On Monday, uh, the 4th of January, Rayner filed a bill to change this, and uh, she said um, it's important as the LGBT plus community uh, has no idea what could happen in the future. Uh, we need to make, she says, quote, we need to make allowances for folks to marry who they love, regardless of what that love looks like. I would argue it's settled law, but there's always a possibility things could happen. Despite Republicans holding a super majority in both Florida chambers, uh, Rainer feels that appealing to people on a personal level is helping her case. Um, since her election in November, her wife has met many members of Florida's house and she said um, that, you know, of course, they all love her. And when, you know, you make it personal for people, that's when they change their minds. And I have to say, I fully agree with that. Um, just completely, I completely agree because I, I've always believed that, you know, I've seen it. I've experienced not always, but, you know, more times than not, you can almost see hate melt away when whatever the person felt you know, they hate it is presented in a pers- personable way. Um, it's easy to hate from a distance. It's easy to be disrespectful on social media or from afar. Um, so I applaud Rainer and uh, I wish her all the best in her political career. And I I feel like um, she would find a way to, you know, to, to write, to write that wrong um, somehow, some way where there's a will, there's a way, right? Uh, so let's see. Um, So Trump is going to be impeached, right? Like, let's hopefully. Okay, so all nine, all nine out of the out LGBTQ members of the U.S. House of Representatives, literally all of them, have publicly called for Donald Trump to be impeached following Wednesday's uh, MAGA riots uh, at the Capitol, right? With um, Representative David... uh, Cicilline of Rhode Island and Representative uh, Mondaire Jones of New York among the Democrats taking the lead on that. Dem- Dems are accusing Trump of inciting violence against Congress by making statements that encourage the crowd to raid and loot Congress. Uh, just in case you were under a rock or you know on a remote island with no internet, newspapers, or other correspondence, the rioters came armed and brought bombs into Congress, instigating a violent confrontation with police that left five dead. Since they began this, since they began this effort, it's looking more likely to be a reality. Uh, as an effort, I mean this impeachment effort with Biden's inauguration so close. I'm not sure how that would necessarily work out, but in doing so, he would be barred from running for re-election in the future. And I feel like that's the main goal. Okay, like <laughs> that—that's the end game. 
block the re-election attempt. Like, take that privilege away. Um, but, you know, I, I also don't know how it works um, when Trump was, like, already impeached once, right? Like, I mean, can't we just... Never mind. Oh, never mind. Uh, so, shout out to Twitter who made an executive decision to ban Trump's Twitter account over the weekend. Some some claim it's a violation of their First Amendment rights, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but Twitter isn't the government, so that doesn't really apply to them. I could be wrong, but probably not. I'm sure his 88 million followers were devastated, you know, right? But uh, at least they've got Parler. No, wait. They had parlor look folks loved ones not hate love okay so around the world listen to this one of the most anti-gay countries on the planet is about to host a conference on LGBTQ rights. What country is this, you ask? Dubai. Yes, that Dubai. The one where homosexuality is illegal? Yep, that one. But they are set to host the International Conference on Gender Identity and LGBT Rights in May. Article 177 of the Penal Code of Dubai imposes imprisonment of up to 10 years on consensual sodomy. Rape victims, straight and gay, have been prosecuted for sodomy or sex outside of marriage. Rape victims, do you hear me? Straight and gay have been prosecuted for sodomy or sex outside of marriage. This is where... the conference on LGBTQ rights is being held. I mean, whatever. Okay, so adultery and fornication are crimes, right? Punishable by death. Like, shit, I don't know. I'm I'm with the death due to adultery. Okay, a bit extreme, I know. But still. A person convicted of homosexuality can also be prosecuted for adultery if they are married uh, to an opposite sex partner. I mean, well, cheating's cheating. I don't. Again, that's uh, like the homosexuality part didn't matter in some things. But like to be punishable by death for being gay simply for existing, simply because you exist, you are punishable by death, son. Like you hear me? Nah. Like, no changes to the laws around around sexuality have been announced. Um, but a recent photo of two women kissing drew fire online as people questioned whether the laws had changed to allow same-sex shows of a, of public affection. Uh, well, if you can be sentenced to death, I don't think you'll be allowed to show it. Anyway, in 2008, uh, a lesbian couple was given one-month sentences for showing affection at a beach. Uh, okay, I don't understand. Anyway, um, I, I, I'm, just, I'm not even sure what to think about any of that. Like, any of it. Just, wow. The world is definitely changing. Kudos to Nevada. Uh, A lesbian couple got married in Canada, right? Years before their state, Nevada, legalized it. 
But now they're getting divorced. And the question is, when did the marriage really start? Right? So it's like a little riddle. Okay, right? So here we go again. A lesbian couple got married in Canada before their state legalized it. But now they're getting divorced. And the question is, when did the marriage legally start? Well, the Nevada Supreme Court has ruled that the state must honor marriages of same-sex couples performed before the state legalized marriage equality in 2014. The case involves two women, Mary Elizabeth LaFrance and Gail Klein, uh, who got a civil union in 2000 in Vermont and then married in Canada in uh, 2003, who are now going through a divorce. By the time their state recognized the same-sex couple's marriages, um, they were already separated. Uh, According to uh, Gay City News, the issue was how to divide up the assets they acquired since they got married. Since Nevada is a community property state, everything that either of them earned since they were married should belong to both of them, according to state law. Which raises the question of when they got married. Klein argued that They should be considered married since they got uh, their civil union in 2000 and all property they acquired since then should be split between them. While LaFrance said that the state never recognized their marriage when they were together. So each woman's assets acquired prior to the start of the marriage in 2014 should be considered each individual's property. Okay. So LaFrance must have more stuff. (laughs) <laughs> like clearly or more value um anyway so clark county district uh, court judge matthew harder agreed with klein that their marriage started in 2000 lafrance appealed to the state supreme court which decided that their marriage actually started in 2003 when they got married in canada the court the court ruled that since obergefell versus hodges the 2015 decision that legalized marriage Equality in all 50 states was based on the 14th Amendment. That means the states should have recognized marriage equality since the 14th Amendment was passed in 1868. The court, though, found that Obergefell only applied to marriage, not to civil unions. Nevada must credit the party's marriage as having taken place in 2003 and apply the same terms and conditions as accorded to opposite-sex spouses, wrote Chief Justice Christina Pickering. These conditions include a presumption that any property acquired during the marriage is community property and an opportunity for spouses to rebut this presumption by showing by clear and certain proof that specific property is separate, end quote. The high court sent the case back to the county court to re-examine and divide their assets acquired since 2003. Boom. Listen, so basically what Chief Justice Christina Pickering was trying to say uh, when she said for spouses to rebut this presumption by showing by clear and certain proof that specific property is separate, a.k.a. prenup, that really would have solved all of this. You know what I mean? Like, I understand it's not sexy. It's not whatever, you know, but like, just get prenups, folks. Like, if, if you're coming into a relationship and you have substantial assets, 
right? Just get a prenup because if you stay together, it doesn't mean anything, right? Like the whole point of a prenup is in the event that we split, you don't get shit that I had before you or whatever terms you come to, really. I mean, it could be whatever you say it is, um, I think, but still, uh, like just get prenups. Like anyway, but so split the assets, counter losses, move on, right? I mean, pretty much though at this point because, but that's what makes me think, you know, LaFrance must have has must have like substantially more valuable assets at least like prior to the marriage or prior to the civil union, right, or something. That's why she wanted to be considered separate prior to then. But anyway, so. Um, I, I don't know. What I want to know, though, is, like, why they're getting a divorce after going through so much just to get married. Like, for a civil union in another state, marriage in another country, only to be divorced at home? I don't know. Either way, I think Nevada got it right, though. Um, <laughs> this is actually pretty funny. So, I'm kind of jumping back into the rights, right? Like, I... As the whole world knows by now, I hope, um, on Wednesday, the 6th of January, a riot by uh, Trump supporters broke out of the Capitol, right? So as they stormed the building, um, while electoral votes were being certified, five people died as a result. The FBI went to social media and asked for help in determining who participated. Da-da-da-da! Enter self-proclaimed liberal lesbian uh, who becomes an internet hero after she names her mom, aunt, and uncle for rioting uh, at the Capitol. This shit is hilarious. Helena Duke, uh, who goes by at Duke underscore Helena uh, on Twitter, tweeted, quote, Hi, this is the liberal lesbian of the family who has been kicked out multiple times for her views and for going to BLM protest to care what happens to me. So, mom, Therese Duke, uncle, Richard Lawrence, aunt, aunt, Annie Lawrence. <laughs> she included, um, Photos, too. She posted another tweet uh, saying, remember when you told me not to go to BLM and protest because they could get violent? Well, then she included photos from the right of her mom uh, who was assaulted after assaulting someone else first. Well, damn. Mom, uncle, aunt. Got ratted out. Well, I would usually I say, you know, nah. Props to Helena. That's hilarious. Um, okay, what else? There are some other things that happened. Um, yeah, that's enough. So, trans woman and comedian Eddie Izzard, uh, who is a self described lesbian in a man's body, is defending. Uh, J.K. Rowling, um, speaking with the Telegraph, uh, the Daily Tele- Telegraph, Izzard said, I don't think J.K. Rowling is transphobic. I think we need to look at the things she has written about on her blog. Uh, women have been through such hell over history. Trans people have been invisible, too. I hate the idea we are fighting between ourselves, but it's not going to be sorted uh, with the wave of a wand, Izzard said. I don't have all the answers. If people disagree with me, fine. But why are we going through hell on this? End quote. Um, I get, I get where Izzard is is coming from. You know, JK has, like, been out of hand, though, with some of her remarks. You know, sure, you're entitled to your opinion, but why are you coming for people? I mean, 
maybe I missed it, but did someone ask Rowling her thoughts on transgender people and that sparked the tirades? Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. She's published a book about a man who dresses in women's clothes to get close to them so, uh, and then kill them. Yeah, I smell a publicity stunt. I mean, of course you could really feel how she says, but it really reeks of a sales ploy. Moving on. Um, so teammates, uh, soccer teammates to um, Ashlyn Harrison, Allie Krieger, um, the, the the great Marta Vieira da Silva, and teammate uh, Tony Dion Presley uh, announced that they were engaged to be married in a series of moving pictures posted to Instagram. The pair has been dating since 2017. Silva is generally regarded as one of the greatest soccer players of all time. She's the first player of the of any gender to score uh, a goal at five World Cups and holds the record for most goals at FIFA Women's um, Cup tournaments. Silva is uh, so legendary on the on the field. She's commonly referred to as simply Marta, and uh, has been named FIFA World Player of the Year six times. She's also the star of Brazil's national team. Uh, the couple was tested, uh, but they stayed strong. They stayed together uh, when Presley was diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2019, um, and she underwent a double mastectomy and was welcomed back to the team last year uh, following successful treatment. So congratulations to them, and uh, we wish them well. Uh, let's see, Tracy Chapman, listen to this, Tracy Chapman, one of the all-time great singers and songwriters, has been awarded $450,000 in a copyright lawsuit against Nicki Minaj for the use of one of her songs in an uncleared sample on a song that was supposed to be on the rapper's last album. Back in 2018, Chapman first filed a suit against Minaj over the rapper's song Sorry, which samples her song Baby Can I Hold You. After Minaj couldn't clear the sample, she leaked the song through Funkmaster Flex. In June of 2018, Minaj's team reacted, uh, reached out to Chapman to clear the song uh, so that Minaj could include it on her album, Queen. When Chapman's team refused, Minaj leaked the song uh, to the popular DJ who, te- who teased it on Instagram and played the song on Hot 97 Radio. Sorry, uh, which features Nas, uh, then spread across the internet. Chapman, who is known for songs like Fast Car and Talking About a Revolution, got the $450,000 offer to end the case from Minaj back in December, according to page six. Her acceptance of the offer was uh, filed into court uh, Thursday, January 7th. Uh, by accepting Minaj's offer, Chapman avoided uh, going to court against the rapper and will also uh, get her legal, piece, her legal fees uh, paid for. Last November, in lead up to the election, Chapman appeared on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers to sing her classic ballad, Talking about a revolution. It was her first major TV performance in five years. You can see that on our website, sapphic.world. I love tracing. Um, so, uh, yeah, look. So, iconic lesbian Lucy Lawless, also known as Xena, lit her Hercules co-star Kevin Sorbo up after he retweeted something that tried to make it seem like the Trump terrorists at the Capitol were, like, quote, leftist agitators disguised as Trump supporters, end quote. He responded, they don't look like patriots to me. That was his attempted agreeing to that uh, ridiculous statement. But anyway, so Lucy Lawless responded, quote, no, Peanut, they are not patriots. They are your flying monkeys, homegrown terrorists, QAnon actors. They are douchebags that go out and do the evil bidding of people like you who like to wind them up like toys and let them do their worst, end quote. And. 
she stayed in facts. Um, so Katie Sowers, uh, Sowers, Sowers, um, the trailblazing 49ers coach, um, who became the first woman and the first LGBTQ individual uh, to coach Super Bowl, announced that she is not returning to the team next season after her uh, her contract expired. Um, she's the franchise's first assistant coach and the NFL's first out gay coach. Um, this, wow, she was on the 49ers at the time that uh, Colin Kaepernick was there as well. Um, she received a significant amount of media attention um, early last year due to the historic nature of her rise um, to the NFL's biggest stage um, of the Super Bowl. Prior to ascending to the, to the professional stage, uh, Soares faced adversity early in her coaching career when she was denied a volunteer coaching opportunity at Goshen College simply because of her sexual orientation. I was told, because of your lifestyle, we ask that you do not come around the team. She recalls in a 2017 interview with OutSports.com. The college later apologized for rejecting Sowers. Um, yeah, I wonder what she's uh, what she's gonna do next. Uh, she's made some really great accomplishments, and um, she seemed to be pretty good at what she did. And uh, she she did some other things too. I can't. I don't. I didn't. I don't want to miss uh, say those. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what she's gonna do next. Um, so, uh, last little note here. So, fellow Sappho, Cynthia Nixon, will return to TV in a Sex in the City reboot, which is going to be called Just Like That. Uh, Carrie Bradshaw, Charlotte York, and Miranda Hobbs will navigate love and friendship in their 50s. All the original actresses, uh, that's Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis will return uh, to their roles. However, Samantha Jones is not returning to the party. So, no Kim Cattrall. Um, but yeah, so shout out to uh, Cynthia Nixon getting back on the screen. Representation matters. Well, that concludes episode 20. Thanks for listening. And as always, love yourself, love others. Until next time.